The thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyal Afwakwa. Pastor Afwakwa is the founder and general overseer of Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen spirit of god we thank you for your presence thank you for clarity of thought thank you that our hearts are open thank you that your word comes with precision and understanding we give you praise tonight in jesus precious name shout a better amen humbly take your seat in god's presence if you are clapping do it better unto god you warmly welcome into the first night. Amen. And I pray that God will grant you grace to go all the way to the end. Shout a better amen. amen. Proverbs chapter 13 verse 15. Proverbs 13 15. Proverbs 13 15. He said, good understanding gives favor, but the way of transgressors is hard. Good understanding gives favor. Somebody say good understanding. Say good understanding. Everything we do in the kingdom thrives or delivered maximally on understanding. When we understand what we are doing and we do it with understanding, we get great returns. In the book of Matthew chapter 13 verse 23, Matthew 13, 23, he said, He who receives seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it. Hearing and understanding are different. That those who hear and that those who understand. And I pray that tonight the Holy Spirit will give you understanding. He says, he who hears the word and understands it is the same that brings forth fruit. And some produce a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, and some thirtyfold. This fast will bring you a hundredfold return. In the mighty name of Jesus. And so we want to begin by looking at fasting with understanding. Somebody say fasting with understanding. Fasting with understanding. It's important we understand this subject of fasting. Most times when a subject traverses all of scripture, it becomes a very important subject for you to understand. Fasting is a subject that is talked about extensively in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. Fasting is something that is very, very important. Jesus practiced it. The early church fasted and is our dispensation also to fast. So we need to do it with understanding. Look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 16 and 18 with me. Matthew chapter 6, verse 16 to 18. Moreover, when you fast, somebody say moreover. moreover. Let's read it together. One go. Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with the sad countenance. For they disfigure their faces that they may appear to men to be fasted. As surely I say to you, they have their... Okay, verse 17. But you, when you, you, when you what? Anoint your head and so that you do not appear to men to be fasted, but to your father 
who is in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Amen. May this fast bring you open rewards. In the mighty name of Jesus. This is one of those private spiritual exercises that yields supernatural rewards. The Bible calls it open rewards. Most of the time when you are fasting, people don't see the effect. They don't see what's going on. But by the time you are through, rewards will begin to answer. In this fasting, rewards will attend to you. In the mighty name of Jesus. You must understand that we serve a God who is a rewarder. Somebody say, God is a rewarder. One of the things that God uses to motivate us is the fact that he calls himself a rewarder. In the book of Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, he says, Now without faith it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe. Somebody say must believe. Okay, so as we are coming to God, faith must come alive. You must believe that God is and he's not just there, but he's a rewarder. Fasting is one of the diligent ways to, to see God. God is not missing, but you have to be in a zone where you can hear him clearly. Fasting was practiced extensively in the Old Testament for various reasons. But in the New Testament, when we fast, we fast specifically to become more receptive to God. Praise God. Fasting doesn't change God. If there is anybody fasting changes, is you. The benefit of fasting has more to do with you than with God. He said, moreover, when you fast, when we look at that scripture, we see three important things. The fact that fasting is not an optional activity. Somebody say fasting is not an optional activity. That's the first thing we see there. He said, when you fast, not if you fast. When you fast, moreover, he said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 16, moreover, when you fast, verse 17, he said, moreover, when you fast, Fasting is not an optional activity. You can't say, as for me, I'm not gifted to fast. Nobody's gifted to fast. This guy is very grace when it comes to fasting. Nobody's grace to fast. All of us must discipline ourselves to fast. The other day, the Bible says, they went to Jesus. Luke chapter 5, verse 33 to 35. <laughs> they went to Jesus and they said to him, why do the disciples of John fast often? <laughs> And make prayers. And likewise those of the Pharisees. But yours eat and drink. He said your people are eating and drinking. Peter is eating. James is eating. Why are they all eating? But the disciples of John. And the Pharisees they fast. Now I like the fact that they said the disciples of John were fasting. And the disciples of the Pharisees were fasting. But they did not say that as for you, you don't fast. That means Jesus himself, they admitted that Jesus was fasting. Jesus himself fasted. We are told in the book of Matthew chapter 4, verse 1 to 4, when he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness and he fasted. And I want to believe that if you look at the context of this scripture closely, it's most likely that his fast did not end there. By the time Apostle Paul is speaking and says, in fastings often, and this is a man whose revelation received directly from Christ, Jesus must have told him, listen, if you want to become a giant in the realm of the spirit, fast. I have realized that in all spiritual engagement, fasting is a part. Anywhere people have yearned for a deeper spiritual engagement, fasting has always been engaged. You go to church history and it's recorded that the, early, the, the church in the times past, 
they used to fast on Wednesdays and on Thursdays. The Pharisees used to fast Tuesdays and I think on Wednesdays. That's why the man went to Jesus and said, we fast twice a week. How many of you remember that account? That was what he was recounting. We fast twice a week. So fasting is not optional. Somebody say it's not optional. Say it's not optional. They went to Jesus and said, he said to them, can you make the friends of the bridegroom fast while the bridegroom is with them? And sometimes some people read this and they say, because the Holy Ghost has come, fasting has also ended. Because they said, Jesus said, while he was with them, and now the Holy Ghost is with us, so fasting is over. Praise God. But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, then they will fast in those days. Somebody say, then they will fast. So fasting is a then activity and it's a when activity. Somebody say, a then activity and when activity. Again, from the text, we see that there are right and wrong ways to fast. Jesus said, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites. There's a way the hypocrites fast. He said, don't be like them. And then he began to outline how they fast wrongly. He said, with a sad countenance. And so we'll be looking at how to maximize the blessedness of fasting and prayer. Praise God. Because you must know how to fast right. It's not just about fasting. Some of us will go through this exercise and if you are not taught the right ways to do it, you will finish and you have just gone through a, a, a slimming course. The only benefit you gain is that your weight has reduced and nothing significant has happened in your life. That shall not be experienced in this fast. I said that shall not be experienced in this fast. You may reduce weight. It's a benefit. Those of you who need it. But that is not the most significant benefit fasting guarantees. There are right and wrong ways to fast. And then, of course, number three, we are told, fasting the right way guarantees reward. Somebody say fasting. fasting. Say fasting. fasting. Guarantees reward. Guarantee. When it's done the right way. Yeah. When we fast the right way, there are spiritual and natural benefits fasting guarantees. Fasting is highly profitable when it is done with understanding. So then, to fast right, we must understand. Somebody say, we must understand. So when we talk about fasting, exactly what do we mean so that you don't get confused about this? Fasting is a conscious decision. Is somebody writing something? Fasting is a conscious decision to abstain from food. Fasting is a conscious decision to abstain from food and other legitimate pleasures for a definite period of time for a definite period of time in order to spend more time in fellowship with God in the word and prayer. It's a very long thing, but we'll break it down. Praise God. Fasting is a conscious decision. Somebody say a conscious decision. To abstain from food and other legitimate pleasures. Fasting is a conscious decision to abstain from food and other legitimate pleasures for a definite period of time. A definite period of time in order to spend more time in fellowship with God in the word and prayer. In order to spend more time in fellowship with God in the word and prayer. In the word and prayer. Now, so we see that fasting is abstaining from something in order to commit to something. I don't know whether you've seen that. 
Fasting means you are abstaining from one thing and you are committing more to something. And what we are saying is that you are committing more time and energy and resources to your time with God. So fasting is a conscious decision. There are a few things that are critical here. Number one, fasting is a voluntary action. It's a voluntary abstinence. You deliberately make a choice. Sometimes you wake up and you just don't feel like eating. And you go by the time you realize it's 4 p.m. You have no eating. You say, ah, I fasted today. You didn't fast. You just missed a meal. Fasting is different from that. Fasting is a conscious decision made to abstain from food and other legitimate pleasures. Legitimate pleasures. So you can give more attention to prayer and the word of God. So fasting involves voluntary abstinence from food and other legitimate pleasures. Matthew chapter 4 verse 1 and 2. The Bible says, Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, after that, he was hungered. Praise God. So, it's obvious he was drinking something. Our fast is a very short fast. So, if you can and you go without water, that is fine. Because the kind of fast Jesus did is not the kind of fast we are doing. Jesus went 40 days and 40 nights without food. That means he was doing it 24 hours. Okay, 6 to 6 p.m. And 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. the next morning. That's what Jesus did. But we are doing six. I don't know what we should call our own. Praise God. Maybe it's a, it's a day. It's a, it's a half day something. Because this is like a 12 hour something. Abby. It's not 12 hours. Yeah. 12 hours. That is if you do it from 6 to 6. So if you do 6 to 3, you have even reduced it even more. Praise God. His grace is sufficient for you. Say a better amen. amen. So fasting is abstaining from something. First Corinthians 7 verse 5. Food and other legitimate pleasures. First Corinthians chapter 7, verse 5. The message version, please. He said, abstaining from sex is permissible for a period of time if both agree to. And if it's for the purposes of prayer and fasting. But only for such times, then come back together again. So Satan has an ingenious way of tempting us when we least expect. So the married couples, no fighting in this time. Yeah, just agree. If he doesn't agree, uh, believe God and help him. But fasting is a very important exercise. So we abstain from food and we abstain from legitimate pleasures. Some of us have certain TV programs that we watch every night. We watch them so late and then we sleep so late. This is a very good time to stop some of sad programs so you can go to bed early, wake up and spend quality time with God in prayer. Praise God. Listen. The essence of fasting is to be more dedicated to prayer and the word of God. Yeah. Fasting is only uh, an exercise in futility if you are not committing more time to prayer and to the word of God. What makes fasting effective is not just the fast. It's the amount of time you give to prayer and the word of God. That's what makes fasting effective. So make sure that you are not just going through the motions understanding from the onset that fasting has to do with abstaining from food. And so, for instance, if your, your lunchtime, you'd have gone to buy food. Your lunchtime, why don't you lock yourself in your washroom at your workplace or wherever? The place is not too busy and then commit to prayer. That's what we do when we are fasting. So, at least, if it's an hour lunchtime, you could commit some time into meditation, into listening to the word of God or into studying the word of God and then prayer. 
if you are doing that for breakfast and for lunch, that is a substantial amount of time to be committed to prayer. I'm not communicating somebody at all. Fasting is a very practical exercise. So, you, when you are doing it and you are going to get results, you don't finish to see whether you are getting results. You, while you are doing it, you know you get results. Praise God. And you don't wait to the end of the fast to get results. While the fast is on, God is I'll be teaching on spiritual sensitivity. Because when you are effectively engaging well, God will be speaking to you. Praise God. One of the important things fasting does is that it subdues your outer man so that your inner man can have expression. What God communicates with is not your body. God communicates with your spirit. The Bible said our spirit bears witness with the spirit. That's where fellowship comes. But you see, when your body is more strong, your body interferes with, let's say it's interfering with spiritual waves. When God is communicating, you can hear John said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard. You have to be in the spirit to hear, receive signals from the spirit. I'm not communicating here. And fasting silences the voices. The Bible says there are many voices, but none of them is without signification. You have a voice. Your spirit has a voice. Your body has a voice. The voice of your body is feelings. Feelings, 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 strong feelings. That is your voice of your body. It craves for it. So your voice begins to talk to you. Your body begins to talk to you with feelings. You feel like eating, feel like eating. When you listen to it, you just find some tears up here and finish it. So it's important that we appreciate that. The Bible said, though the outward man perisheth, the inward man is renewed day by day. That's what is happening. While you are fasting, your body is going under and your spirit is coming up. That's what happens. And the more you stay in fellowship, in prayer, the sharper it becomes. Praise God. One of the things I'm trusting God for you is for you to be hypersensitive this year. Praise God. Spiritual sensitivity is key. Most of the calamities and the challenges that happen to people in the course of the year, if they had been very sensitive, they would have been led astray, away from it. God cannot be your shepherd and you are falling into calamities left and right center. No. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall know what? He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restored my soul. He says, yet though I walk through the valley. Everywhere, when God becomes your shepherd, your path is set on the right course. Praise God. But sometimes the shepherd is speaking. You're also hearing something else. In the book of Psalm 48, verse 14, he said, for this God is our God and he will be our guide even unto death. What makes a year great is not your personal plans. What makes a year great is your ability to lay hold on divine plan and align yourself with it. That's what makes a year great. Finding out what God will have you do, which way God will have you go, which step God will have you take, and then align yourself with it. Most of the time, we think that when we are, we, it's good to commit your way to God. But it's better to find God's ways and commit yourself to it. Well, it's a commit that works unto God and that thought shall be established good. But when you find his ways, because the purposes of God stand fast unto all generations. That's why it's critical. Your plans may fail, but his plans are established. So fasting is not uh, an accidental action. It's a willful act. Number two, fasting happens with, within a clearly defined time. It happens within a clearly defined time. It happens within a clearly defined time. That's why we said it's a conscious decision to abstain from food for a definite time period. 
a definite time period. So fasting happens within a clearly defined time. In our context, we are saying that so that everybody will find their level. There are babies, there are uh, matured ones, and uh, people are dealing with all kinds of things. Everybody must find his level. So we said 6 to 10, 6 to 12, 6 to 3. Some people's job, the schedule is so tight and so energy involved that they can't concentrate and do fasting. So whatever your job description is, by all means, find your level here and be involved. Fasting involves spending quality and quantity time in fellowship with God. Somebody say quality. Say quality and quantity time with God. Yeah, that's what fasting is. Jesus was fasting and he was in the wilderness away from all forms of distraction so that he can focus on God. Those of us who can take leave, it's a good time to take a leave. So you can commit yourself to more rigorous spiritual work. Yeah, if you can. If you can. If you cannot, you have to manage it. Don't go there and be complaining like somebody was doing on Sunday. They give you a job. He said, don't you know I'm fasting? Listen, your boss doesn't understand your fast. After all, he's not the one you are fasting to. So fasting involves giving quality. And look at Nehemiah chapter 9 verse 1 to 3. He says, now on the 24th day of this month, the children of Israel were assembled with fasting in sackcloth. Take note with fasting in sackcloth and with dust on their heads. Then those of Israelite lineage separated themselves from all foreigners and they stood and confessed their sins and their iniquities of their fathers. Take note verse 3. And they stood up in their place. Please take note with me. And they stood up in their place and read from the book of the law of the Lord their God for one fourth. Somebody say one fourth. One fourth of what? Of the day. And for another fourth, they confessed and worshipped the Lord their God. That's fasting. One fourth of the day. I don't know what one fourth of the day will be. The day, let's look at the day. The day is 12 hours, right? Yeah, so one fourth will be for. No, we are not using the day. We, our, our day for the fast. Are you doing the fast 24 hours? You want to now come and listen? I'm, I'm looking at the context of our fast. So it's the 12, 12 hour period from 6 to 6 p.m. Now, one fourth of that period, if you take 12 hours, one fourth is three hours, right? So out of that six hours, they spend three hours studying the word of God and three hours speaking and praying and worshiping. That is fasting. I know that most of us, our shadow will not allow that. But what I simply want you to understand is that when we are fasting, we don't stay on WhatsApp 24-7. When we are fasting, we are not on Facebook every two, two seconds liking pictures that does not like you. It's about time you spend time with God. I want this year's fast to be meaningful. I want it to be very, very meaningful. So I want us to give it a very practical and dedicated, serious approach. Praise God. There are two kinds of fasting. Fasting may be personal or private. Sometimes people think that the same rule applies to every fast. No. Fasting can be personal or private and it could also be corporate or public. What we are doing is a public fast. It's a corporate fast. So this is not a fast where you say, I don't want anybody to know I'm fasting. Well, I know you are fasting. The people in your workplace who are not your church members may not know, but this is a corporate fast. The kind of fast where Jesus says, what you are doing, nobody should see, is the kind of fast where you have decided or made the decision to do a fast on your own, private fast, nobody knows. That's the kind of fast he says, don't disfigure your face. But if your church is doing a 21-day fast, 
and they are shooting flyers on Facebook, people will by all means, and then your body also begins to slim down, people will see that you are fasting. And sometimes you have to tell certain people, you have to let them know. Somebody is in your office every now and then, he wants to take you out for lunch, let him know. In the next 21 days, thank you for your lunch. You can give it to me, I'll add it to my offering. But I'm not eating for the next 21 days. Am I communicating here? So, so that you are not tempted. There are some people who need to know why are you staying with your wife and the fact that your wife doesn't come to church, you did not told her you are fasting. She cooks food. Then you say, I'm not eating. I'm not eating. You are wasting money, you are wasting resources. No. There are certain people who need to know. Apart from them, you don't owe it to any other person to let the person know you fast. The Bible says in Second Chronicles, uh, Jehoshaphat declared a fast. Esther declared a three-day fast. It was a corporate fast. Again, Jonah when he went to preach in any way, they declared a total fast. And the whole nation, animals, and other people fasted. Again, in the book of Acts, chapter 13, verse 2 and 3, the Bible says, there were prophets and teachers in Antioch, and when they had fasted and ministered to God, that's corporate fast. Personal fast, we saw Jesus led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Personal fast is not a fast that anybody may know. Sometimes you are prompted by the Holy Spirit to do it. Other times, you have a schedule to meet. I pray that this fast will be meaningful for you. I pray that the grace of God will come upon you. And even if you have not done it before, grace to fast will be your portion. Stand on your feet and receive grace to engage in this exercise. Pastor Afaka has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of this message and other messages as well as books by Pastor Afaka, please call 540 or email us at faithhousechapel@yahoo.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afaka on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our celebration services. Our first service, 6.30 a.m to 8 a.m. Our second service 8.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. And on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 7.45 p.m. At our church auditorium on the top floor of Nanama Ejakumar Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station Santata Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. God richly bless you.